Hello everyone. Welcome to Live with Terry podcast. Thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. I appreciate you and I promise you that your life will never be the same. It is a beautiful day, a day that my co-creators and I have made. I am rejoicing and I'm glad in it. I declare that this is a day of increase, a day of productivity, a day of achieving our life goals, a day of joy, peace and happiness. I declare that this podcast is one of your sanctuaries that will activate the best version of yourself, a sanctuary that has healed and enlightened you. It is a sanctuary that makes it possible for you to freely explore your thoughts and to become the creator that you are meant to be. It is a sanctuary that ushers you into a journey of creating and living a fulfilled life. first episode, I will be unpacking the objective of Life with Terry podcast and the reasons you should be part of my audience. In other words, this is a chilled and pitching episode. I am looking to win your hearts. I also want to use this first episode to introduce myself to my listeners. I'm also going to take this opportunity to reintroduce myself to those who know the old vision of Terry. I have met many people in my personal, social and professional lives and have made many friendships and acquaintances along the way. Since then, I have evolved, I have grown and developed. I'm not the same person I was many years ago. As we evolve, we must reintroduce ourselves. It is important to reintroduce ourselves to each other so that we can make informed decisions about our relationships going forward. People must be given a choice of whether they want to be in your space or want to part ways with you. I'm also using this episode to reintroduce myself to some of the family members who still hold the old version of Terry. We unfortunately live in times where we hardly meet with some of the family members and friends. And when we do meet, we do so under circumstances that do not allow us to unpack the new versions of ourselves. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about 
how we have become professionals in our social lives. These days we must go into our diaries to check where and when we can find an open slot for a meeting. Yeah, this is our life today. We are lucky if we do find a slot within a short period of time. Don't you miss those days where we can just call each other and meet as often as possible without doing so much planning? I miss those days. And, and it is my desire that we find or make time to meet with friends and families as often as possible. We must become more intentional about gathering and fellowshipping with our friends and families. My question for you today is, have you evolved or have you changed so much that you feel that you also need to do that reintroduction? Are you bold enough to be honest about the new version of yourself? Life is too short to pretend and to exist around people who will depart from you if they knew who you are. I'm giving you a challenge to be bold and courageous, to reintroduce yourself to your friends, family, colleagues, spouse, partners, anyone you believe must know the new vision of yourself. Do that so you can experience the freedom to be who you are around people who can embrace you for who you are. When we reintroduce ourselves, we are acknowledging our new identities. Accepting our new identities allows our energy to be visible to the universe. Yes, it activates the energy within to attract as it should. When we reintroduce ourselves, we must expect that other people are going to depart from our lives, others are going to remain because they align with the new vision of ourselves. It is part of life, we must accept it. Others are going to breathe a sigh of relief. Why? Because your new vision is exactly what they needed to be their journey of self-discovery or self-development or self-healing or spiritual growth. I have seen this in my life when I was bold to tell some of my friends, some of my family members about the person that I am today. I saw in their eyes a spark that was saying, Terry, I'm also on the same journey but I am not able to express that version of myself to family and friends because of fear of them departing from my life. Before I proceed with telling you about who I am, I want to first talk about the objective of this podcast. This podcast is dedicated to those who desire to create and live fulfilled lives. What is a fulfilled life? What do I mean when I say you must create and live a fulfilled life? I like unpacking this topic by posing this 
following questions. Did you know that the most fulfilled people are those who have identified their abilities? Their abilities being skills, talents, gifts, purposes, calling, physical and spiritual attributes. Did you know that the most fulfilled people are those who have fully developed their abilities and have found a platform or platforms to fully utilize their abilities to achieve life goals personally, socially and professionally. They have identified and are manifesting their soul's purpose and have aligned their soul's purpose with their personal, professional and social goals. We are fulfilled when we are happy because we have achieved or are achieving our life goals in every area of life, personally, socially, and professionally. Life goals can be desires, plans, projects, visions, purpose, or dreams. A fulfilled life is also a life that is balanced in all areas of life. We are therefore fulfilled when we achieve life goals in our personal, social, and professional lives. These are areas of life that are interconnected and failure of one affects others. On a personal level, we are fulfilled when we are mentally fit, physically fit, spiritually and financially fit. On a social level, we are fulfilled when we have healthy relationships with our children, family, friends, and every other key person in our lives. We are also fulfilled when we achieve social goals that benefit our children family, friends, and the society. Are you achieving all your goals in all these pillars of life that I've mentioned above? Do you know your abilities? Have you developed your abilities? Or are you developing your abilities? Are you fully utilizing your abilities in every area of your life? Or have you started using your abilities in some of the areas of your life? Have you identified your soul's purpose? That is very important. Are you manifesting the purpose of your soul? Have you created a balance between your soul, your physical and spirit persons? Do you have important life goals? Are you able to achieve them and how are you achieving them? Are you manifesting your goals effectively and efficiently? Is your personal, spiritual, social or professional life blessing you with happiness, satisfaction, comfort and wellness? Are your goals rewarding you 
with comfort and wellness in all pillars of life. Beloved, we all deserve to create and live fulfilled lives. We all have the potential to create and live fulfilled lives. We have the potential to create effectively and efficiently in every area of our lives. And a fulfilled life requires that we must come up with solutions, innovations to address what we are facing personally, socially, and professionally. I also want to mention that there is a chapter dedicated to this topic in my new book, Principles and Tools of Creation. I'm so excited about the book. And the book will be available for purchasing from 1 June 2023. Please, please get yourself a copy by visiting our website, www.lifewithcherry.com. And the book will also be available on Amazon uh, for those of you who have accounts. Now, the, the big question is, how do I help you create and live a fulfilled life? I achieve my goal by educating you about principles and tools of creation. Self-discovery, self-development, self-healing and spiritual growth. It is my pleasure to teach you, it is your choice and responsibility to implement my teachings in your life and witness their power. We are going to discuss a whole range of topics in this podcast. Some of those topics will be about self-discovery, self-development, self-healing, spiritual growth, marriage, divorce, parenting, family, business, startup, belief systems, partnerships, religion, spirituality, self-love, mental wellness, physical wellness, financial wellness, spiritual wellness, friendships, and many more exciting topics. We will also discuss important topics such as African spirituality, mental colonization, mental indoctrination, family traumas affecting Africans, cleansing of family traumas, ancestral family traumas, and generational traumas. In a nutshell, we are going to discuss any topic that contributes towards creating and living a fulfilled life and we are going to apply principles and tools of creation to unpack these topics. Beloved, we are not going to run out of topics anytime soon. I am so excited. I have a good feeling that we are going to create a great community of creators and co-creators. Now, the next big question is, why should you listen to me? Who am I? How am I able to unpack all the topics that I've listed? 
Why am I confident that I am capable of discussing and unpacking the topics that I've listed? What do I bring to the table? The answer to my question is that I am a lot of things and I have been many things in my life. I have done that, been there and worn the t-shirt. <laughs> it's true. You will, you will find out. I want you to understand and know me from a personal, social and professional perspective. Why? Because my teachings cover almost every area of life and in most cases I use myself as evidence or as an example. I am what I preach, beloved. I want to do my best to be honest about who I am. Unfortunately, we are living in times of deception. Deception is at its peak. I need to dedicate a special episode that will unpack deception and the spiritual attributes that we need in order to avoid becoming a victim of deception. Uh, I have worn multiple hats, filled many shoes in my life. I have manifested multiple versions of myself, personally, socially, and professionally. Let us now zoom into my professional life. Currently, I am an educator and author of Principles and Tools of Creation. My goal is to help people to create and live fulfilled lives. I also help people to create effectively and efficiently in their personal, social, and professional lives. I use writing, speaking, and wellness retreats to fulfill my goal. I will talk more about my new career later in the episode. Prior to me pursuing my calling as an educator and author of Principles and Tools of Creation, I worked within the innovation space, I think for more than 16 years. If you follow my current work, you will notice that innovation still forms an integral part of my work. In fact, there is a chapter in Principles and Tools of Creation entitled Religion versus Innovation. I cannot run away from innovation. It seems that innovation is following me everywhere I go, interestingly in every area of my life. Hey, I'm not complaining. Um, we all need innovation in our lives. We need creativity in our lives. Um, although previously my focus was mainly on technological innovations, my current focus has shifted. I'm more about non-technological innovations. 
After completing my master's degree in microbiology at the University of Limpopo, I started my first job in 2002 as a senior research scientist at the Agricultural Research Council in South Africa. I was based at the Immunology Division. I have also co-authored an article which is published in various scientific journals when I was uh, still at the Immunology Division. A quick Google search using Teresia Malaji will reveal the paper. If you want to quench your detective <laughs> thirst, while um, working for the Agricultural Research Council, I developed an interest in intellectual property law. Um, let me explain how my journey of becoming an intellectual property specialist began. Uh, what happened was that my then boss, Dion Duplessis, requested me to do a research about intellectual property law in preparation for us pre protecting some of the inventions that we have developed. Um, little did both of us know that we were igniting my new passion of innovation. So while doing the research, uh, I came across a law firm called John and Kenick, which later merged with Bowman Gilfillan, uh, now known as Bowman's. So two months later, after starting with the research, I left ARC <laughs> to join John and Kenick. Uh, my story of how I got the job is very interesting. I wrote an email to one of the directors, um, the late Llewellyn Parker. May his soul rest in peace. Um, this podcast is now bringing back so many memories. In the email, I told uh, Llewellyn that I'm interested in pursuing a career in intellectual property law. Luckily for me, he called me for an interview I think it was within a week of writing um, him an email. Uh, in the interview, I did very well, and uh, the directors uh, gave uh, me an opportunity to come work for two weeks before I can make a permanent decision. Um, I was very fortunate, you know. Uh, how often do we get an opportunity to test the waters before we? decide whether or not we want to join uh, a new company or not. After working there for two weeks, they liked me and I also grew fond of intellectual property law. By the way, I had to take two weeks annual leave. Uh, yeah, after, after, after the two weeks, I resigned and uh, officially served a one-month notice. Coming to think of it, I was already <laughs> uh, tapping into the gig economy before it became a reality. I believe that 
Employers should not chain their employees with contracts, you know, that represent slavery. You know, we should not be chained to employment contract contracts that look like marriage contracts. Trust me, employees are more innovative and productive when they are not chained. Um, the, 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 the freedom, you know, the element of freedom is integral to who we are as human beings. Once we lose that, we also lose the ability to create effectively and efficiently. There are many things that we can do. There are many things that we can achieve when we are free mentally. The lesson to take from my experience is that you don't need to wait for opportunities to come to you. Think out of the box. Make yourself known to potential employ employers. Even if they keep your CV in their data, that's enough. Um, let companies uh, be aware that you are interested, that you exist. Let them be aware of your skills so that whenever they open up an opportunity, you'll be the first to be considered. Um, this is true for private sector. I'm not sure about uh, the public sector. Um, yeah, so you must go after opportunities. You must be innovative about how you create opportunities. I, I think this is also one of the topics that deserves an episode uh, in this podcast. For those who are interested, let me explain the requirements for becoming a patent attorney. Um, who knows, maybe one of my listeners is looking into pursuing a new career in intellectual property law. The requirements for becoming a patent attorney in South Africa are <clears throat> that the candidate must have a technical or scientific degree or diploma or an equivalent in addition to a law degree. You must also serve articles and pass two board exams. It is a long journey, but short if you have passion for it. The first board exams are attorney's admission exams that the candidate must, must complete in order to be admitted as an attorney of the South African High Court. The second board exams are the patent exams. You must complete these exams in order to be admitted as a patent attorney. When I send the email to Llewellyn, I already met the minimum requirements because I had, must, I had a master's degree in microbiology. I began my journey of serving my articles as a candidate patent attorney, and uh, I registered for LLB. The good thing is that 
we were allowed to serve articles while studying a law degree. From Bowman's, I, I moved to the Innovation Fund to continue with my dreams of becoming a patent attorney. Um, I joined a special program called Candidate Patent Attorney Program. Um, the program was founded by Dr. McLean Sibanda. He is one of the first black patent attorneys in South Africa. Um, the objective of the program was to recruit and train previously disadvantaged interns who wish to become patent attorneys. So it was also to increase the number of patent attorneys in South Africa because there were few at the time. Fortunately, the program was a success because it did produce several patent attorneys in South Africa. Let me talk a little bit more about the Innovation Fund. The Innovation Fund was a billion rand fund that specialized in high-risk investments in science, engineering, and technology projects. It played a very important role in South Africa in helping researchers to commercialize their innovative projects. And, and the fund exposed me to knowledge about commercialization of innovative technologies within various sectors, intellectual property law management, contract management, IP and legal due diligence studies, uh, market analysis, and many more interesting areas relating to investment and uh, commercialization of innovative technologies. Through the candidate patent attorney program, I managed to complete my law degree at the University of South Africa. I was later seconded to Adams and Adams IP law firm, where I completed my articles. I got admitted as an attorney of the High Court of South Africa around 2007. I did not complete my patent board exams. Um, there is this one subject called the drafting of patent specification. I attempted this exam three times. Not even the third time is a charm could save me. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll complete it. I guess because um, I pursued my career without practicing in a law firm, um, it was easier for me to continue without completing the, 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 the board exams. Um, I'm, I'm an admitted attorney of the South African High Court, but I'm not a patent attorney, and I'm currently not practicing as an attorney. Without the title of a patent attorney, one can still work as an IP manager or an IP specialist responsible for managing companies' intangible assets. 
there is a lot of IP specialists or managers out there who are not qualified <coughs> patent attorneys, but they have the experience to manage intellectual property uh, within companies. I was one of the first candidates to enter the program. The two candidates that I started with are now qualified patent attorneys, um, Anu Idikula and Tumelo Mashabela. Shout out to you ladies, well done. I know that Tumelo is running a successful IP law firm. I did not finish, but I paved the way and played a key role in awareness of this field to young people. I supervised several interns under the program as an IP manager. Uh, some of the interns that I supervised are successful patent attorneys and some are IP managers, commercialization managers within the private and public sector and some at technology transfer offices at universities. Although I did not complete my patent board exams, I, 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 I continued within the innovation space for many years. As I mentioned, there is a lot that one can still do um, within the innovation space when you have the, the, the IP management skills. So later, the Innovation Fund merged with other funding programs to become Technology Innovation Agency, uh, aka TIA. TIA is also an important entity responsible for identifying and funding innovative research in South Africa and turning those research into commercialized products. So as you can see, I was moving from one innovation entity to the next. Um, I was really privileged to be part of some of the brilliant minds within the innovation space. I left here and joined the Innovation Hub as an intellectual property manager. The Innovation Hub was established to foster innovation and entrepreneurship within the Houting province. Uh, like TIA, the Innovation Hub is also making a difference by helping startups to become fully-fledged businesses. The support that startups get from the Innovation Hub ranges from IP advisory services, business advisory services, access to market, access to funding, business facilities, and networking. Later, I got promoted and served as a senior manager of value-added services. I was also given an opportunity to serve as a general manager of enterprise development. In this position as, as, as a general manager of enterprise development, I was overseeing um, several business incubators, and providing business support to other business incubators. Some of the startups that we supported are doing very well in the market. So I also learned a lot at the Innovation Hub. In addition to my IP management skills, I was, I was now exposed to business development um, 
management and uh, management of people and so forth. So I really learned a lot. When I left the Innovation Hub in 2017, I was still a general manager of enterprise development. Um, I think for this episode, let me leave it at, uh, at this. Let's call it a day. In the next episode, we are going to continue with the introduction of who I am with focus on my life after leaving the Innovation Hub uh, to pursue my uh, business ventures. And I'm also going to touch about my personal and social life as I promised that this, uh, the, this is the information that is important for you to learn about me so that you can see the evidence that I'm going to use when I unpack principles and tools of creation. And until then, uh, cheers guys, be good. And uh, remember that the podcast is available for downloading at um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, RSS website and Spotify. Please, please subscribe to be notified when a new episode is available. I look forward to your company in the next episode.